What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Make sure to check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Um, that's where most of the magic happens. Uh, if you didn't know, magic is real, and it happens on our Facebook page. I'm Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. That's me. And uh, yeah, he does uh, none of the magic. He, he doesn't do any of the magic. Yeah, it's more sorcery than anything else. Ooh, he's an alchemist. He will turn lead into gold. That's uh, illegal. It's actually banned by the Alchemy Council. <laughs> the Alchemy Council. Yeah. Remember when that was? Well, I guess not actually remember, but like it's a weird that 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 was a big thing that there were people walking around going, "I can turn lead into gold," and kings were paying them thousands of dollars to do it like king just hold on to your gold like it's worth more like, yeah but if they can take the useless rock and make it the good rock <laughs> yeah definitely no. not smelt the gold that they're getting and putting it on the rock <laughs> to convince them to keep giving them more gold it just blew my mind but like it just goes to show like kings were some dumb people also goes to show you that scam artists has existed for as long as there's been trade. Forever. I am so glad you said that, man. Forever. Like, so right now, I'm, okay. I have a, I have a hypothesis. All right. I've been following the story of the MyPillow guy. Okay. And I really genuinely have come to the conclusion that he believes the stuff that he's saying. I don't think he's. I don't think he's lying to anybody. I really think he believes this. What's the story of the My Pillow guy? Why? Why am I so confused? What's happening? So my, the My Pillow guy is basically the dude leading the charge that Trump is going to be reinstated in, in his presidency. Oh, I didn't know it was the My Pillow guy. Yeah, Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. He's essentially now, and this is crazy because. He's cost himself a lot of his business. About 70% of his retail business was in stores. And the stores have all stopped carrying my pillow guy's stuff because uh, once the election happened and he started going down the path of saying the voting machines were uh, fraudulent and they got swapped and hacked and blah, 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 and all these things. Once it got too far, everyone bailed on him. Okay. Like people were like, yeah, we're not going to carry his stuff anymore. Like we're out. Like forget it. Um, you know, he's got a he's got a billion dollar defamation lawsuit coming his way from nice. from the voting machine companies. Um, he's lost a large portion of his business. Now, his Internet sales have gone up because of the Trump supporting crowd. They really do kind of circle the wagons on their people, so to speak. Um, I mean, I would also imagine it's because you literally can't buy it in stores anymore. We can't buy it in stores, but also there's a lot of people who once they found out that he was like, He's just like me. He's a diehard supporter. Like they really, they all were like, let's buy pillows. So there's I mean, a bit like, of a concentration. I understand the solidarity argument, but also I think it'd be really funny if it was like, dang, I really wanted that my pillow. I can't seem to find it in Walmart shelves. Let me check <laughs> online. And like, that's why the sales are up. <laughs> Someone's like, just go to his website, I guess. I don't know. I'm not sure. Is he still around? I haven't seen him in stores. <laughs> and it's like, oh, he's right here. Here, let me let me buy one for my for my wife. And it's funny because I've never. Uh, it was last year's Super Bowl was the first time I'd ever even actually touched a my pillow. I've we never are. even been in the same room as, room as one before. I never like everyone talks like he he swears they're the most comfortable pillows on the planet. Blah blah blah. I mean, is uh, it? That's the real question. I, it was, no, it was weird. It had like, it was, so it was that I was, I watched the Super Bowl with my mom and she is kind of turned in, she, she, she turned into a little bit of a, a Trumpy there. And, uh, she had this pillow out on her couch. It was just kind of awkward. Uh, and basically I think it's just full of foam cubes that are all cut up like ice cubes. And then that's the pillow. Basically that's the makeup of it. So it's kind of like those like bead pillows, except they went for the Minecraft approach. Yeah, it's just a little less. Like the bead pillow is probably the more sophisticated product. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. Just a fancy bean bag for your head. Yeah, for sure, for sure. 
Uh, and that's what this is trying to be, but not as smoothly. It's a little more clunky just because of the shape of the foam cubes. And finally, about halfway through the Super Bowl, I'm like, what is the deal with this pillow? Why is it so weird? And she's like, oh, it's the my pillow guy's pillow. And I was like, oh, of course it is. I said, all right. Um, and she said, funny story. She said, actually, like three years ago, I stayed at a friend's house and they had all of their pillows were these and I loved them. And so that's, she said, that's why I tracked it down and bought it. I said, okay, well, good for you. But I think I know why she bought it. <laughs> so anyway, poor Mike Lindell. I really do firmly believe that he, I think he does believe what he's being told. But to circle mm-hmm. back to the con artists and the scammers are everywhere. I think on the first day when Donald Trump was the one saying that he won the election and that it was rigged against him, and Mike Lindell bought into that. And Mike Lindell then started offering like cash prizes for proof and stuff like that. I think the con artist came out of the window. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. As soon as you start offering money for stuff, people are going to do everything in their power to get that money from you. Yeah, for sure. Once they find out, you're just giving it away. Because that's right. what you're doing, right? Like, you're, you're, oh, you're... I will give you money for evidence of this thing I already believe. Right. Well, and not only, like, evidence of this I already believe, but, like, like you're, you're narrowing it down to even more people who are not only, like, I also believe this, and so, like, oh, this is definitely proof, so you're, like, feeding into it, but also people who are going to doctor things to prove your point. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that that's kind of, that, and, and that's what they're, they're going to come in there and they're going to just, they're going to tell you exactly what you want to hear. And to get that money, yeah, they're, they're going to fake evidence. They're going to turn lead into gold. They're going to they're gonna go out of their way to, and that's why I really, so he just had a 72-hour cyber symposium that, that ended August 13th. And originally the goal was, it was going to end so conclusively with evidence that was proof of election fraud that the Supreme Court and Joe Biden would agree together that Donald Trump should just be made president again. Uh, that that's didn't how, happen on Friday. That's how this works, guys. It's not, at first, it's not how it works. We kind of, you and I, kind of joked about this over the weekend. We were, we were at a, uh, we went and did a bunch of stuff for uh, for Uplight with Nerd Thug Radio. We were at Titan Comics doing a back-to-school supply drive on free comic book day. We had a lot of fun, and then we hung out at False Idol Brewing. What did you think? That, that place was awesome. It was delicious. I, I really Oh, yeah, it was it. real good. Uh, I, the first time I've had a cider that I was like, ooh, this is, this is nice. Ooh, fancy. Ooh. And, and what kind of... Do, do, I, I mean, I remember when we ordered, they didn't tell you the name of it, because I was just like, he doesn't like beer. <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> um, but do, Was it like Very a pear or an apple or... It, it felt like an apple. It was, I don't know, but I, it could have had other stuff in it that I just didn't recognize because my palate is not expansed. Okay. All right. All right. But you liked it. It was good, huh? It was, it was very tasty. Yeah. Did, uh, did Donnie, because it was you, me, Zach, Zach, and, and Donnie, Utah. Did, uh, did Donnie get one too? Is that yeah. what you got? Yeah. We both had one. Yeah. I thought that, I thought so. And you guys both liked yours. And Zach got a, a beer and I got a beer. They were delicious. Um, but yeah, we're sitting there talking about it on Saturday, and we said, "Well, obviously, obviously, Joe Biden's still the president, so Mike Lindell's crusade uh, ended poorly." Um, so, also, you're tell- so you're telling me, Chief, it didn't work? It didn't happen the way he said it was going to happen. No, it did not work. Uh, Rats. Try again Donald, next year, I guess. Donald Trump dust was off not- the dust off the shoes. Let's get to it a second time. Donald Trump was just not named president again. No, that did not happen. Right. Um, but, you know, to, to have a, to hold a 72, 72 hour cyber symposium. I don't even know what a symposium is. Symposium. I don't even know what that uh, is. Uh, a symposium would be like, a, uh, basically a conference. Yeah, That's I was going to say, it's like, it's like a live stream, like a conference type deal. Yeah, it is. It was live streamed continuously for 72 hours. There were people there also in in the presence of it. Um, oh man, I thought it was gonna be like him on stage live streaming for seventy two hours as he slowly loses his mind. Well, he didn't leave like, the stage very often. He only left the stage occasionally. He stayed on stage for like uh, early on, like Wednesday or Thursday. He turned down lunch. Like the guys off stage were like, "Yeah, we're just trying to get your attention. Let you know lunch is coming up." And he goes, "Oh, I'm not eating. No, 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 no." You guys can take lunch. I'm up here. I'm up here for 72 hours. Um, wow. 
Like live stream this man's descent into madness. What is happening? He got pulled backstage at one point because he had a pretty bad week last week. Uh, he had an appeal against the Dominion slant uh, libel lawsuit for a billion dollars. His appeal was that um, he had evidence. His appeal was dismissed. Yeah. He found that he so he found out during the live stream on Thursday that his appeal was dismissed. So he got pulled off stage for a little while while they were like, "Hey, that billion dollar lawsuit's happening, bro." <laughs> I mean, he's doing just fine. He's doing okay. He's doing fine. But like he he's bright. He was on CNN in an interview where he talked about how he has spent millions of dollars to see the proof. Now, the the proof that he gave to CNN that he said was real proof. CNN then gave it to nine security experts that they work with on stuff, and they did, they gave it to him blind and said, just tell us what this is. And the security experts explained what it was, and then CNN said, is this evidence of tampering with an election? And they all unanimously said it is most definitely not evidence of that. Um, there would be no way to even infer that from this, that kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. It's nowhere near what he thinks it is that he has. Right, and it all, I mean, it all comes down to, like, lenses, information, sources. Like, a lot of a lot of what's happened is really just a, a pretty serious, like, not only misinformation and disinformation, but also just, like, the, like, combativeness of everything. Right. Like, everyone's so opposed and so angry and so, like... See, well, part, I told you so. Like, well, part of it though is like some of the claims that they've been making are really easy to verify, and they just don't check out. So, like, he named he named a couple counties in the CNN piece that CNN went ahead and just went to the counties and and, and just flat out asked them because he said that like China hacked the machine, and therefore the machine swaps twenty thousand votes in Maricopa County or something like that. Okay. So they go to, and it was, I don't remember if it was really Maricopa or not, I'm just making up a name. They go to Maricopa County, and they go to the person who runs that local election, and they basically said, hey, walk us through what happens when, with the vote tabulation. And the machine that they scan the ballots with doesn't connect to the internet. So, like, at no time is there ever an opportunity for someone to hack that machine remotely. You know what I mean? Right. Things wouldn't be possible. Right, so China can't, and then on top of that, they were one of the states that did the audits originally because the the votes were so close. Mm -hmm. So that means that they had to pair each electronic vote result, like the little receipt that prints out, to the hand ballot, and they they were able to do so. They didn't have leftover votes. like So they could match the hand receipt to the printed ballot for their entire county. got him so like there's no room for the hacking you know what i mean like yeah like the margins of error have been accounted for we officially got here what we reported is is what we have handwritten is what we printed is all is all equaled out to zero it's literally the same at all three phases there's there's no error (laughs) (laughs) and he's like they were hacked for twenty thousand biden votes no, no, they were not. <laughs> also, the also the county he named was won by Trump. Yeah, he just would have won more. Duh. <laughs> it's like it, like none of it makes the sense that he thinks that it makes is, is like is the weird part. It's just a very odd situation, but it goes back to the con man thing where people are telling him what he wants to hear and they're showing him stuff that they are convincing him is data about it and he's he wants to believe it so he believes it yeah i mean it's the same thing with like what is this? you can you can get people to believe a lot of things you truly can you really can and people are biased to believe certain things anyway like um yeah, depending I mean, so, on what what they believe what their experiences well for a long time there was a you know, there used to be traveling mediums who would go town to town and connect people to the recently deceased. Um, it was clearly a scam and a con for the most part, obviously. But like what they were doing was they were they were reading local obituaries before they came into town. You know what I mean? Like, 
Right. Well, I mean, even the U.S. government has gotten, like, got... There was, like, a secret FBI psychic program for years <laughs> run oh. by a single guy who claimed he could attack people mentally across hundreds of miles. With his mind. With uh, his mind. Yeah, there was a movie about that, The Men Who Stare at Goats. George Clooney's in it. Yeah. Um, it's funny you mentioned that. One of the people helping Mike Lindell produce evidence of voter fraud he once scammed the u.s government for 20 million dollars got him uh when 9-11 happened he came forward and said he had software that he was developing that could trace al-qaeda's hidden messages in uh, church message boards of moths across the united states and the fbi secretly paid him 20 million dollars to develop that software And he never delivered anything. I love it. But by the time they were like trying to get their money back and trying to, they didn't want to be embarrassed at that point. Uh, Yeah. That's one thing. What they wanted him to do. Right. So they then just left it alone. (laughs) Right. Also, that's a, that's a really startling statistic, by the way. I don't know if you, you've like heard about it, but like, the majority of people who get scammed never talk about it or come forward or look for any kind of like retribution or anything. Retribution they think, or anything they either, because they either they think they either a helped break a law or b they're afraid that it's they're so embarrassed by it. Right. It's like an alarming percentage. It's like eighty or something like that. Well, and that was one of the things when we uh, when the Sportify stuff happened. That was one of the things internally we kind of talked about was like before we talk about this, like, do we think we did anything wrong? Because remember, um, ESPN Radio was afraid that they had broken rules and laws uh, with the Sportify stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and for those who don't remember, we, we worked with a guy, uh, I don't remember if we said his name, I won't say his name now, because I don't remember if we said it or not on air. Uh, we did a little bit of, of work with the guy uh, promoting an event where he promised guys like Drew Brees were going to throw the ball with your kids and Christian McCaffrey was going to pose for photos, but instead it was a private signing event that he was selling public tickets to. Uh, and we didn't give away any tickets or any, I think we gave away. I don't, know, I don't remember if we did or not. I don't think we did. We never we never gave away tickets because we weren't sure. We were right. To. That's right. He could he wouldn't get back to us to give him a list. That's what it was. So we never gave any tickets away. Uh, but ESPN was giving away tickets on the air to the event. And so they were afraid that they had gotten that they had unknowingly maybe helped break some laws or violate some stuff, but they took care of those people. We were there that day. They they took good care of the people that came in and all that. But yeah, they were they were a little concerned that they might have. That's what happens when you get caught up in one of these scams. You start worrying like, well, did I do anything wrong? And then right, you're embarrassed. And you're... Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes it is. Sometimes you were an accomplice or maybe even an unknowing accomplice. Now. Would somebody really go out when it comes out? You're the the piece of a like you were a victim of a scam yourself. Probably not, but embarrassment coupled with fear, yeah, a lot of it's 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 like eighty to ninety percent they don't report, which is unfortunate because there is a uh, there is a national agency that tracks these scammers and scams, and when they have enough data, they're able to go after some of these people. But they need people reporting it in order for it to happen. Right, and that unfortunately doesn't happen a lot. Not very often. Um, yeah, man. Get away with it. The trust, I, the trust we place in people is sometimes too great. Well, and that was something else we talked about on the kind of the drive back. I think we were kind of talking about how people are good people, overwhelmingly. Like uh, the data says, like what we say out loud is, well, of course everyone cheats on their taxes, but the truth is most people don't cheat on their taxes. Um, you know, when we hear, oh, Donald Trump uh, maximize the loophole, we, certain a lot of people are like, oh, well, good for him. I would do the same thing if I could. But the reality is most of us actually wouldn't because we don't. Um, right. We're like, oh, no. Oh, I was, uh, yeah. I pay too much. Do I pay too little in taxes? This doesn't right. seem right. And a lot of times we just don't want to get wound up on it to where we have to then go back and defend it later. Like, let's just get it done and be done with it. Um. I did something with one of my comic books when I was first starting out in self-publishing 
where for the PDF of it, I was selling the PDF and I was telling people they could name their own price. The number of people who paid over the $1.99 I usually ask for for a PDF was probably 70 to 80%. You know, of the people who, of the people who paid me, almost all of them paid me more than the $2. What you would have asked for. Right? Yeah. And it's just the nature. People are just by their nature. It's interesting. The data bears out that by their nature, people are more generous than we think they are. Uh, and it's kind of come up as news stories now, post-pandemic, in tipping, where a lot of people are kind of over-tipping right now because they feel bad for these people in these situations. Um, and, I, you know, it, it just shows itself in the everyday life if you look for it, when people pay ahead at the, at the drive-thrus and things like that. But the reality is very few people are actually just going to sit there and Yes, they're always the ones who ruin it for the few. But like when the bucket has a sign that says just take one candy on Halloween, so many times people walk by and there's still candy in the bucket because people are just taking one or two instead of just dumping the whole bucket in their bag. Most people will obey the sign. Was that even obey? I think they just like like, the courtesy, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, this person didn't, you know, didn't want to or couldn't sit out and hand out candy. But they wanted to do a nice thing for the neighborhood. Right. I said, here, just take one so everyone has a, has a piece. And I think that that's, I, I think most people appreciate that that gesture as much as they appreciate the fact that even though this person couldn't be involved, they still tried to do something for people. Like, inherently, there's still, the world is a good place. And but there are con artists that have existed for all time. And to circle all the way back to the beginning of this, I do think poor Mike Lindell is just getting taken for a ride because people know that he has a lot of money and that he's not a very intellectually savvy guy. He doesn't come across as somebody who knows what he's talking about in most of these interviews. And when you get to the highly technical part of it, he sounds even more out there on a limb by himself. He starts talking about, you know, we captured data packets that show the actual transactional change of vote and the security experts are like that wouldn't exist. You know, like, I mean, just the way he says things where the security experts like, you would never see that. And so the reality is he's beat. I think he's been conned, fooled and had, and now he's in so deep that he doesn't know. Right. Cause clearly it sounds like he wouldn't, he wouldn't have done all this if he didn't think, he yeah. didn't I mean, like he wouldn't care. Yeah, he clearly I think he was really a strong Trump supporter. I think he really did believe Trump when Trump would say whatever it is that he would say. So when Trump said that they stole this election from me, I think he said, You're right, they did. They definitely did. And then from there, I think when he started looking for proof and people were like, Well, I can find proof, but you're gonna have to pay me some money, he was like, Of course, yeah, absolutely. And then I think he just got himself so deep into it that, that that slippery slope of oh you need a thing I can make a thing no problem right and now he's so far down the rabbit hole where he thinks he's really proving something and, and the reality is the people who know what they're talking about are looking at what he's got and going you don't you don't have anything this is nothing but the people that are telling him what he wants to believe are convincing enough that he's not going to hear it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really the... the I mean, that's, that's classic manipulation, right? Yeah, for sure. They know they know that he, is, he wants to find proof of, of this election being fraud. So they're going to show him things that they say prove him right, regardless of whether or not they actually do. And he wouldn't be able to discern the difference if they did. And that's that's the real issue. Sad world. It kind of is. You start to feel bad for him when you really go down the rabbit hole of it because it's not going to end well for him. He's going to lose the defamation lawsuit, right? And then, and then it's the it's the he's he's come full circle among the 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 American like dream of like making it to the top and then the the fall from grace, right? Right. Well, this is his. This will be his second fall from grace because if you know the Mike Lindell story. He uh, he found himself dealing with crack and was, I guess, homeless at one point. And then he started the My Pillow Company after he got sober. 
a second fall. So a second fall from grace. But it does kind of fit into that behavior of somebody who struggles with addiction where, you know, his new I drug mean, is the is the Trumpism of the whole situation, right? Like, I mean, everything has, you know, some people, everything has power in some people's life. Whether how much it, how much it has is really the question, right? Yeah, for sure. And so this just kind of takes over his situation. Like, this becomes his all-encompassing thing because he needs all-encompassing things. Mm-hmm. And so then he just bets all in on it because that's the addictive nature of, well, that's the dangerous nature of addictive personalities. But yeah, it is unfortunate. It is. And I, and I do feel bad for him, honestly, in a lot of ways. I, I don't know that I feel so bad for him that I hope he, it turns out okay for him. I think he kind of is going to get what's coming to him. And I think that that's sort of the painful part of this whole thing is how much of that does he deserve? I, I don't know. Right, because it's clear it's like he's clearly being manipulated, but it's like he still did the things though. Like, right, he clearly is being manipulated, but he almost wants to be manipulated because if you were if you would come up for air even for a second, he would know that like, okay, even the thing that you're suggesting isn't legally possible. Right. So like, at some point you have to ask yourself why you're doing it, even if, and then it's like, oh, well, I'm a patriot, and it's like, well, please don't like. Uh, let's not mix the two. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't understand, Corey. I'm a patriot. You're not. I, I guess not. Sometimes. Sometimes it's easier to just say that to people. You're not a real patriot. And it's like, well, maybe maybe I just want us to do better. But, I mean, I don't know. It's something, right? Like, that's clearly how he feels. He, he, he wants the country to do better. The problem is he, he's wrong about the issue. And even uh, uh and dark but real it kind of it did even poor uh house of and i'm not a big fan of this guy but dan crenshaw the other day somebody was trying to heckle him telling him the election was stolen and dan <laughs> told him that he's dreaming <laughs> he said you're dreaming i'm sorry the election was real <laughs> the absolute legend it's a brutal answer. Now, he's a former Special Forces guy. I'm sure he doesn't mince his words. Uh, he doesn't play around a lot. But, uh, he's got one eye. He's clearly a BA. He's clearly, he, he is, he is, listen, he would kick my butt in a fight. No doubt about that. Um, I just, he's just very swarmy in his politics. He's very greasy in the way he does his politics. But I was I mean, surprised. Is that, is that every politician? Um, I think it's most of the people in the house for sure. The house bottom bum bottom bum hey, politicians that, easy to dump on them because they're garbage people. For especially in the house. The house feels very like I mean, all of it. All of it's so awful. Well, most a lot of the senators tend to be one way, like all the time, right? Um like Ted Cruz is just always gonna be the worst person in the room. Like that's his role. Um but guys like Dan Crenshaw um, even AOC on for the left hand side of it, they're gonna always kind of move through the issues and speak on each topic because they always have to be in the limelight because it's it's a lot it's a lot smaller run for a House of Representatives, right? And they're 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 always up for re-election. They're constantly every two years, and so for those guys, they're fundraising nonstop. Uh, they're always having to make these public statements and get in the middle of these things because they need to stay in the public eye because they are elected every two years. Um, and so the result of that is their style of politic is very snake oil salesman-y. Um, and so like Dan Crenshaw, even when he says something reasonable, he has to immediately back off of it because like the House is so run by the extreme sides of the parties. Right, because extremists is how you get votes. Well, extreme is how you get votes in the non-national elections. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because those yeah. are the people that are going to go out and vote. These are the people who vote on non-presidential elections, for sure. Right. And uh, yeah, you got you to gotta keep them happy. Because only where maybe half the electorate votes during a presidential election, only a third votes in a non-presidential election. So it's the diehards who, who are pushing these campaigns. Right. And so, the, guys, the guys that are going to come out and step out every single time they can. Mm-hmm. 
So for guys like Crenshaw and even ladies like AOC, they've got to stay true to those edges. Or they're going to get forgotten about. Or you're going to get primary. So I was actually really surprised to hear him speak out against the election fraud stuff. Uh, It did win him a couple points in my book. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I respect his honesty there, uh, but it might not help him very much um, next year. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure he'll do fine. Texas is real big on the military anyways. Yeah, but there's that. Listen, we... Texas is really big on military, but we also have a really short memory, and there's no shortage of people who have served. Yeah. If the next guy feels more G.I. Joe than Dan Crenshaw, maybe he beats him. You know what I mean? It's, like, hard, it's, hard, it's, hard, to, it's hard to break it, man. Dude's got an eye patch. It's so cool. Not, not only that, he has a fake eye that has, like, the Marine logo in it or whatever. The, whatever it's got the eagle, the Special Forces eagle in it. Um, oh man, that is a power move. It kind of is. There's certain elements to, to to the way he's built his brand that I totally respect in that sense. Like that is a power move. But uh, yeah, he just, wow, that's hardcore. Yeah, but he, but he he is just uh, he's one of those guys I can't stand. I mean, totally fair. And like, look, it, I mean, all politicians are are terrible, slimy people, and like. I'm sure their families are wonderful, and I'm sure that, you know, it's, right. it's just blah, blah, blah. Hate, hate, the, hate the game, not the player, yada, yada, yada. Well, like, one of his first press releases while he was running, it happened to mention that he was in the service, like, eight times in the first seven sentences. And I remember hearing it, and I remember going, do you think he served? Like, <laughs> it was so like, obvious. I, I implied doing. he served as soon as I saw he had an eye patch, and his name was Crenshaw. <laughs> It was, was so like, obvious. Yeah, this guy definitely was in the military. Yeah, it was so very obvious that he was trying to drum up the fact that he was in like because I think the guy he ran against tried to call him like uh, unqualified for leadership and stuff like that. Like, oh, this guy's a total unknown. He's not a leader of men like I am. Blah blah blah. And Crenshaw was like, "You're right. I didn't lead people into business because I served. I served. I served. I served. I served. I served. I served." <laughs> it's like, do you think he's trying to remind you that he served your country? <laughs> Leader of men, Bugo. Leader of men. <laughs> it was so obvious that he was like, you should vote for me because I'm a patriot and you're a patriot. And we're all Americans together. Yeehaw. You know, I didn't I didn't trust him before, but after that yeehaw, I'm pretty convinced. I'm in. He had me at yeehaw. <laughs> he said that at the end. Yep, that's what sold me. Yep, yep, yep. That was it. That was it. Yep, yep. Sounds good. Sounds good. Finish on a yeehaw. That's a Texan. Yeah, real Texas hours. <laughs> but, uh, you know, even he acknowledged that it was election fraud. And so if that guy who has, you know, real money slash career at stake can admit that it's not real. Maybe it's time guys like Mike Lindell unplug a little bit and come up for air. Poor Mike Lindell. Fate truly has not smiled upon him well him and rudy giuliani's going broke trying to defend himself from all of his stuff about trump and the election and all that um he's already been disbarred in the state of new york he's facing like the karmic justice is is surprisingly strong although sometimes it's not all the time yeah there are there are a lot of people who get away with some really slimy stuff i agree but i'm i'm sort of proud that like the lawyers are holding them accountable, the officers of the court, because lawyers are officers of the court. So eventually they're at, at some level, you have to follow through on these like honesty, integrity issues. And so like Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani are, they're really struggling to kind of keep their heads above water during all this. Cause they are, they are in a lot of, a lot of different lawsuits for the same issue. They're in a lot of trouble. Right. And like a, Time will tell. Things will unravel the way they will. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anything's going to spin something crazy in their direction, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, as as time goes on, the more we find out, the more things unravel, the more we know. Yeah. Well, and Rudy Giuliani's legal team is really upset that they thought Donald Trump was going to defend him more or maybe help him financially or whatever. And Donald Trump's people have basically said it would it wouldn't look right if they did, so they're not going to. <laughs> Fair 
stance. They said, <laughs> yes, we know you're in trouble for stick- sticking up for us. However, it would look wrong if we paid to, to protect you. <laughs> See that right there? That's honesty. That's integrity. <laughs> it would look bad. And then they just peace out of the room. <laughs> this is the time when they start worrying about optics. Like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, because they don't have the impunity anymore. <laughs> of all the times for them to realize when they're going to look bad this is the one where they're like oh we really can't help sorry <laughs> no this would look wrong leaves <laughs> alright we're going to jump out to a break when we come back we got just a little bit of Nerdthug Radio left for you guys Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, just reminding you that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, The Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting. Uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. This is Rudy Townjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister station, streaming worldwide at IrelandStar.com. As always, make sure to check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio, um, because that's where we do the things that we do. Yeah. That's true. That's no, those are not, in fact, lies. That's right. Those are verifiable claims. Um, <laughs> so I saw a funny story. Uh, apparently in Sweden, when you graduate, they give you a sword. Wait, what? Yeah. In Sweden, when you graduate, I, I guess college, because they do it all together, right? Um, you get a sword. That's so cool. <laughs> right. We've been doing the wrong gifts this whole time. I don't need a diploma. I need a sword. Yeah. Preferably one with my name on it. To me, when everyone now, if they're talking about like, oh yeah, we're certain countries... They don't have guns. They don't need some. They all have swords. Everyone's a trained swordsman. Like, yeah, you're you're you have to go. You have to spend a year in sword academy or whatever. <laughs> Every person in Sweden has a sword. <laughs> like they're gonna duel you every single opportunity. Cause I like that's that's like always the case. Every law is like can either be settled in court. Or by duel. Or by duel, right. Yeah, and they're always like, dude, I choose duel every time. I win every single one of them. Because everyone is ill-prepared for the sword duel. Because I'm a dueling machine. Right. (laughs) Tell me that's not crazy. Did you graduate? Here's your sword. (laughs) Did you graduate? Here's your sword. Yeah. Does that mean, like... Is it just like high school or is it like universities? I don't I, I don't know. I didn't I just saw it was a meme. I feel I feel like I feel like Sweden is relatively like educated. So like you open up like the closet and there's just like a pile of swords. <laughs> Somebody has like nine swords. Yeah, because it's Or like, they probably put them up on their wall like we put diplomas up. Oh yeah, but who hangs up their high school diploma? Uh, probably some people. I don't know. I mean, some people, sure. Probably. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm sure that I'm sure the thing exists. It's just I haven't seen it. Like I've seen college degrees hung up. Here's, here's what just happened when you said that. Someone who's listening to this show, in the background, REM, everybody hurts, just started playing. They slow turned to their right and looked on the wall where their high school diploma is hanging up next to a picture of like their baby mama, and they were like, "Why is he hating?" It's not, it's not me hating. It's just that it, it, ignorance. Why are you hating? Why am I hating? Because everybody No, like I get it. Staring at his diploma like, I, I thought it was cool. Man, I really hope it's like 
Oh, you graduated high school? Here's your basic longsword. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's cooler. Like, oh, it's a better university. Here's a fancier sword. The like, better, just, the, yeah, the, better like, the outcome, the better the sword. Right. So if you're well, top of class, like, you get like, like, like a really BA sword. Yeah, it's got like dragons on it. <laughs> this one was forged in the Mountain of Dragons just for this year's valedictorian. Oh, that's pretty neat. Ooh, all right, I'll take it. Dragon Mountain Sword, valedictorian. That's me. All right. Okay. And it's like, man, I got an iron sword. What is this? <laughs> Mine wobbles when I shake it. Is that good? <laughs> Makes an awful rattly noise. I think you, I did all right. You were bottom of the class. <laughs> Mine comes disassembled. That's you, You're not done. You have another year. Oh, okay. So, all right, that makes sense. <laughs> to forge your own blade. Remember, you were going to get a GED. You you have to build your own sword too. <laughs> like it comes with like a year of like mandatory blacksmithing. Um, that would make the Swedes way cooler too. Like yeah, like all right, we got to go to my blacksmithing class. So I can get my GED sword. <laughs> So many questions about that sentence. <laughs> uh, all right, Nico, before we go any more medieval on them, tell everybody about our friends, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open at full operating hours. All kinds of events rolling up here. Monday, today, Miniature Monday. Come and construct and paint your minis. Uh, you can ask the in-store associates for paint and supplies. Uh, Tuesday at 545 is the Digimon Weekly Tournament. Wednesday at uh, 5 p.m. is the Yu-Gi-Oh! Store Tournament. Finally, they're doing their uh, weekly events for Yu-Gi-Oh! It took them Konami like a million years to finally lift the, the their official tournament structure. is finally open. Oh, because they were shut down because of the pandemic. Correct. Got it. Uh, Thursday, August 19th, 6 p.m. is Magic Time. This is the weekly modern meetup. Uh, Friday at 6 p.m. is the Star Wars X-Wing casual meetup. And Saturday is uh, Hammer Time, Warhammer. Ooh, Legion and other tabletop wargaming right there. And... Also at 6 p.m. is even more magic time. That is the Commander meetup. So Thursdays is modern and Saturdays Commander. Two different formats for Magic the Gathering. All kinds of great events right there. The Adventure Begins. A fantastic store with wonderful staff. Great products. All kinds of stuff. All your nerd needs right there at The Adventure Begins. Comic games and more. Woo! Yeah! Yeah! yeah. Um, let's see. We've got a few minutes here. We can talk about something. Uh, so what did you think of this weekend? We we went out to for those who don't know, we obviously have the other show launched up up late with Nerd Thug Radio. Um, where we kind of uh we're right now we're in Dallas, Fort Worth, Oklahoma City on six sixty a.m. at eleven p.m. on Saturdays. And so we went up and hang out with one of our sponsors of that show, Titan Comics. So for free comic book day, we went out there and we held a back-to-school supplies donation drive during free comic book day. And uh, we had a blast. I, I thought it was a really good time. What, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, it was really cool. Uh, first time I've been to Dallas in such a long time. Like, I can't even – I really genuinely can't even remember the last time I've been it's been a while for me since I've uh, been in Dallas. Also, I was trying to think of that too. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you the last specific date that I was in Dallas for. But yeah, I mean, it was it was, it was a great time. We talked to a lot of people. It was a great store. Titan oh. Comics is a really nice place. Honestly, I was I was really impressed with their layout. Large store, very large store. It's huge. Um, family family run business as well. Uh, a family affair. Which is always cool to see, you know. It, you you don't really get to hear much about like, oh, you know, I started this store with my mom, and you know, our daughter helps us out here, and my grandma works the back counter or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, it's definitely always... they keep it all in the family for sure. Right, it's just like a really sweet thing to see, because I feel like it, it's something you don't hear a lot about. 
Very true. Very true. Shout out to Mo. She was wonderful. Yes, I tied her shoes. She's a wonderful lady. <laughs> you did tie her shoe. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> it's my skill, man. I got long arms. I can reach the ground without even having to bend over. <laughs> she did. She's an older lady. I think she's Jeremy, the owner's mother-in-law. And uh, we were setting up. We were we were working on something, and she she kind of called us, and she said, uh, "I recently had my hip worked on, and so I can do everything, but I can't bend over to tie my shoes. Can you help me out?" <laughs> I said, "Absolutely, ma'am. I got you covered." <laughs> It was a double knot. We were golden. That was so funny. That was funny, though. Um, let's see. What else do we... Uh, then we went to Fall Idol Brewing, and we had some we had some great beer there. I, I really enjoyed it. That place was nice. Now, we missed food truck time, but then the rule is you could just door dash whatever you want in. So we had some baller okay. Chinese food fusion. Yeah, some Chinese food. Uh, the Chinese food, man. Yeah. I just got like a whole bowl of fried rice, like an absolute maniac. <laughs> I'd never been more happy with being like, this is what I wanted. And then I ate it and I was like, perfect. My life is now complete. <laughs> we were so full and so beer happy. And then Zach was like, let's get ice cream. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think so... it was like, it was like the, like that night really made it. We were so exhausted by the day. We crashed for like an hour. And then somehow we all get up and we go to Falls Idol Brewing. But then we just have so much fun that like. <laughs> yeah, we're there for like three hours. <laughs> Remember originally we were like, we're just going to go in and have a beer and then kind of get out of there. Yeah, we're like, we'll just we'll just get in and leave because we were so tired. And like by the time we're standing up to leave, it's 1030. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, it's not we even were... like we were like out drinking the whole night. We all had to like. <laughs> A collective, like, five beers. Yeah, I think I, me and Zach had two drinks each, and I think that was it. Um, and then we saw just a really cool sports story while we were there. We were there, and they were, ESPN started to air highlights uh, for the Diamondbacks of Miles Gilbert, I believe is his name, who had been called up for the first time in seven years of minor league baseball. And his very first start as a pitcher in Major League Baseball, he threw a no-hitter. That's crazy. Uh, that is an insane story. That's uh, that's one of those things that just – I was going to say never happens, but, of course, baseball is a 1,000 years old, and they've played so many variables and permutations that it's happened two other times in the entire history of baseball, but it has not happened since 1950, so it's been 70 years. Right. Imagine being doing something so infrequently and only do it once every 70 years. It's uh, it's so there's two unique stats that happen in baseball that are both super rare. One is pitching a no hitter, and one is what's called hitting for the cycle, which is getting four at bats and hitting each, getting a hit in each one, and hitting a single, a double, a triple, and a home run in the same game. It's called hitting for the cycle. Um, they're both incredibly rare, but hitting for the cycle is even more rare than pitching a no-hitter, which I think is interesting. Uh, I think because, like, no-hitters, you can, like, it's not entirely reliant on you. That's like, a fair point. Like, everyone else has to field and, and do their job as well. That's an interesting point about it. Right. I and, also like, think... the amount of things that can go wrong trying to hit for the cycle is, like, everything. Well, and I also think because of uh, pitching changes that teams can make, you know, yeah. they could put a new pitcher in. And so you've got to prepare not for one pitcher, but for like eight pitchers. Yeah. So I think the odds, I think that's why every time they change a pitcher, your odds probably go down for hitting it and hitting the cycle. Right. And plus you have to be eligible for it, which means you can't strike out in the beginning. <laughs> right. You know, so you have to start having a good day and just keep having a great day. <laughs> Uh, but I think those. I think it's interesting that those are kind of the two unique, individual, huge achievements in baseball, and they both are very rare. A lot, a lot of even prolific pitchers will go at least like their entire career and never throw a no hitter. Most will, and I think that's kind of an important thing to recognize. And and no hitters are just as likely to be performed by like no name pitchers as they are big name pitchers. 
Very few big-name pitchers actually are no-hit pitchers. I think Nolan Ryan, though, had several no-hitters, which was impressive. Like, um, I think it's always the niche cases that like make baseball interesting. They happen so infrequently. It's just there's just too much baseball. <laughs> right. Well, like the Astros one time threw a no-hitter, and it was combined by like six different guys. Insane. I always thought that was kind of impressive. Um, all right, we're pretty much up against it here, so we'll go ahead and wrap the show up. Uh, I do want to thank everybody for listening. Had a great weekend. We're obviously still just kind of low-key <laughs> from it. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for listening and joining us on this Monday afternoon. Um, make sure to tune in on Thursday at 2 p.m. where we come back strong on another episode of Nerd Thug Radio. On behalf of little brother Nico and myself and our sponsor, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Thanks for listening. Uh, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Uh, make sure you guys get the vaccination. I'm just talking about it with some friends in Dallas. They are telling everyone who enters any building, masks are now required everywhere you go. No ifs, ands, or buts. Um, it's time to put the serious goggles on and let's focus on this and get it taken care of. Get our vaccination rates up. Here in Montgomery County, we're sub 50%. Um, if for nothing else, even if you're like, oh, well, you can still get it even when you have the shots, blah, 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 blah. Yes, you can still get it. Yes, you can still carry it. However, your outcomes are better in your favors if you get the vaccination. People aren't dying who get the vaccination. People are staying in the hospital less if they get the vaccination. And right now, that's a big thing because if you're following the headlines and the data, there are very few hospital beds available. So let's all get healthy. Let's take care of this. Let's do our best to not go backwards. Let's keep going forwards. Let's try to get over this. Thanks for listening, guys. We will be back Thursday at 2 p.m. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories this is Corey dlg of nerd thug radio just reminding you that if you're interested and if you're bored if you got some free time if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place the adventure begins should be an option you consider everything from DD adventures league to miniature painting uh to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events all those things occur at the adventure begins comics games and more Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.